Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Phase Zero, Season 2, Episode 51, the Season 2 Finale, if you will. Welcome to the program. I'm Brandon Davis, joined today by Jenna Anderson. Hey, everybody. I love, I have seen in the chat multiple people who say that this is their first live show, which makes me super happy. Welcome to the party. Welcome to the show. Hit that subscribe button, drop a five-star review. Not that that's why we want you to be here, but we appreciate it when you do. Aaron Perrine. What's going on, y'all? Ready to knock out the end of this year with you guys. No place I'd rather be. Woo! Jamie Jurek. Good morning. Ready to talk the year. It's coming to an end. It was a good one. It was it was something, man. This year was crazy. Uh, I want to go back and listen to our 2022 preview show and see how it all adds up. And I also don't want to do that. But <laughs> but uh, I think a lot of things were surprising this year. But uh, it was something. So this year, this is the 2022 Most Marvelous Moments episode of Phase Zero. That means we each found five i think we said we were going to do three we decided to do five each we have our top five most marvelous moments of the year as they relate to the marvel cinematic universe that means these could be story points scenes or moments from titles in the marvel cinematic universe that were released this year or pieces of news from uh marvel cinematic universe upcoming projects or anything like that so we have five we have some honorable mentions and at the end of the show jenna anderson is going to uh, lay out the Golden Issue Award winners for a couple of categories for comicbook.com's very prestigious uh, award program. So uh, anybody got anything they want to say before we get started? This is such l- it's the pressure is not nearly as big. <laughs> I feel so chill. Like there's no wrong answers. I love it. That's it. The Twitch chat is is lit up today. We love to see it. We know the Twitch chat loves being loved and we love them. Uh, if you can subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash phase zero. Listen, we want to hit that 10K. I don't know if it's going to happen. We got like 20 minutes to do it, but uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're a few hundred short, a little over a thousand short. Uh, but if y'all can hit that subscribe button for us, it would really help uh, just make us look cool and uh, in ways that are hard to kind of quantify, but it is all helpful and we appreciate it. Uh, but all right, this is the 2022 Most Marvelous Moments show. We're going to run through all of them. Chat, please leave your favorite moments, whether they're from the titles that we got this year, which were about 100 episodes and 20 movies, uh, or all the news of the year. Uh, let us know if we missed yours. Let us know when we hit yours on the head and if you forgot about it. And I'm going to start us off. I'm going to July. I'm going to July of 2022 for my number five. San Diego Comic-Con. They announced Avengers the Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. This was uh, Kang Dynasty was a big surprise. Secret Wars was a little bit less surprising. It was almost uh, a little bit more surprising that they announced it. Shortly thereafter, uh, at the box launch event in LA, I was interviewing Simu Liu and he kind of accidentally had the man on ice skates when he confirmed that he's in uh, the Kang Dynasty because Destin Daniel Crane, director of 
Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, the best movie of the MCU Phase 4, is directing Avengers the Kang Dynasty, and he told me he's just excited to work with him again. So we're just out here like, hold on, wait a minute. Or did you just confirm it? And he was like, oh, I, 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 I think so. But yeah, so uh, the San Diego Comic-Con as a whole, but mostly Avengers the Kang Dynasty and Avengers Secret Wars being announced are, are my number five. Uh, if you, and they, at the time, if you remember, they were announced as a package deal for 2025. And we were all like, there ain't no way. There's no way this is not <laughs> happening. They're not coming out in the same year. Turns out we were right. Uh, Avengers Secret Wars moved to May of 2026. And uh, Kang Dynasty now still dropping in 2025. And if you look at the clip we just shared on the uh, the Phase Zero Twitter account, Kang is going to be a formidable, awesome. Can't wait to see him. So that's where I'm at with that. What did you guys remember where you were when you heard the news <laughs> of Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars? I mean, we were all in San Diego because we were just all about to meet for the first time. So, I mean, that's yep. a pretty obvious question. Yeah. So I'm glad that you brought that up, though, because like I, I had not even thought about including it. But like all, meeting all of you was absolutely the highlight of the year. I just figured that they wouldn't want to talk, like hear us talk about that for that long. But like meeting all of you in person doing that live show was like the highlight of the year for me. Yeah, oh, it was so good. I, it, it's true. Like when you said San Diego Comic Con, I was like, "Is his number five just us? Because we are marvelous." <laughs> Listen, yeah. do we count? Do we count as MCU news? Because I feel like that just has to be the number one across the board. You know <laughs> I what I mean? That's up to our listeners. Yes, that was super fun. That <laughs> I'm trying to find the video on my phone right now because I remember we I had the video where all four of us were in the room for the first time, and that was the Comic Con as a whole was just an absolute blast. Uh, but yeah, but the news out of Comic-Con is my number five. And uh, we got the Thunderbolts announcement as the culmination of phase five that day. We got uh, Captain America, New World Order officially announced. Uh, yeah, that was it was a pretty good Comic-Con. It was a pretty good San Diego and two Avengers movies. So that's that's my number five. All right. Does that mean it's uh, my number five? Mm-hmm. Next. All right. Oh, Speaking of where were you, uh, my number five is the Doctor Strange trailer uh, when we heard Patrick Stewart's voice. Um, I will never forget where I was. I was just sitting in my bed and uh, I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that we heard that man's voice. I never expected it, never saw saw it coming. Um, Ultimately, I think it kind of ended up being a disappointment because we thought that if they're going to show us Patrick, oh boy, oh boy, what's going to come? And then they spoiled everything. So like (laughs) later on, maybe it, 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 looking back was like oh okay maybe i wish they hadn't done it but in the moment there are a few things that that excited me and thrilled me and and hyped me up than hearing that little voice at the end of that trailer do you guys think that like it kind of ruined things in the end or do you think it can still stand strong on this list i think it's a pretty big moment of the year i remember where i was when i heard it i was like now hold up wait a minute that's Patrick Stewart. Uh, I think the bigger conversation out of this too was, uh, if y'all remember, at the time we were all so sure that Tom Cruise was going to play Superior Iron Man in this movie. Let's not forget and act like were that we? happened too. <laughs> I just want to go on record saying that uh, I, that does not include me. <laughs> hey, we could dream. Yeah, we were all there. Yeah, no, Patrick Stewart was a hell of a moment, and then. Ultimately, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. You know, it had some it had some highlights. I mean, I loved the movie. I was just disappointed that they told us what was in it in terms of all the surprises. But I mean, 
it, it, you know, well, we've already discussed that it was my favorite Marvel movie of the year. So. Man, my cousin was plot to play. It was like playing like, so this was like right in the, like the first quarter of Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. So we were locked in and then I heard his voice and I was like, wait, what? Like, oh no, work is going crazy right now. But also focus, Aaron, focus. There are other things going on that you need to be paying attention to. So yeah, it was, it was huge for sure. That was I an unparalleled day on Twitter. Like the, wow. the reaction from, cause it's like, we knew, we knew the speculation, we knew the theories like it, but just having that little drop and then just seeing everybody else react to it was just absolutely delightful. Like, that was so much fun. One of the best things about this job is the people who do not live, eat, breathe and sleep this stuff, experiencing mm-hmm. this stuff for the first time. And for like the people in the room who with me, who did not like know that he was in it or like that there were supposed to be all these cameos. They were like, what? Professor X. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Um, so, yeah, definitely belongs here. Um, I have no memory of it being during the Super Bowl. I'll tell you that because I don't watch the Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was a football game <laughs> I was at a Taco Bell drive-thru when this dropped in Denver. Amazing. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I remember where I was. What did you eat, yeah. Brandon? Um, quesadilla, chicken quesadilla with side of sour cream. Come awesome. On. Okay, there we go. That's right. That's right. Same order every time. <laughs> All right, Jenna, what you got? Number five. Well, so on the topic of Dr. Strange and of the Illuminati, um, the Illuminati brought us John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic, uh, the Internet's premier fan cast for Reed Richards. And it was only for a moment before he got turned into string cheese, as we have said a million times on the show. Um, first of all, I, I will say when I came up with my five, I did not realize we would be ranking them five to one. So like, I guess if I had to rank mine, it would be on level of like how surprised I was. I there were rumors ahead of time that he might be in the movie. I know it leaked like a week before the movie came out, which I hate that that happened. But just getting this moment of, oh, my God, it's John Krasinski. Everybody got what they wanted. And then just seeing the tide turn of people realizing like, huh, maybe we don't need any more of him. Maybe this was good. That that part of it was very delightful for me because I was never really super warmed up to the idea of seeing him as Reed, but it was just kind of crazy being at this point of like being through the looking glass of, Oh, Marvel can listen to our fan cast. They can listen to what the internet is wanting from a thing and they can try to make it happen. albeit with this giant asterisk to it. So I still think it's so crazy that that happened. I think it's crazy that uh, first of all, I do like John as Mr. Fantastic. I know, I know I'm a, I'm, I'm a bum for that, but I think the story of how this was like originally supposed to be Daniel Craig as Baldur the Brave, he couldn't do it. And then Foggy was like, well, hold up, wait a minute. Who else can play uh, an Illuminati member? Well, there's this fan cast. They wanted that aerospace engineer. This is our opportunity to give it to him. And then Elizabeth Olsen passed a lie detector test and said she never met him in her life. Because she actually did it. They were never on set together. It's crazy. I'm going to see how many of these hold up. Wait a minute. I can get into every. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will say, Jenna, the same thing happened in the screening I was in with Tony, where everybody was so excited the second he stepped foot out there. And I was just in the background like, Ralph Wiggum, ha I'm in danger. Like, he's not going to make it out of here. Like, yo, he's not. I'm like, there is a sense of dread in the air. And this is, this is not going to be good. And especially when Black Bolt popped up, I'm like, oh, something, something bad is going to happen. Someone go, someone go hold Adam Barnhart right now. Figure out where he is. 
I remember I literally was going to my press screening. Like I was leaving to take the train to go to the press screening. And Chris was like, oh, it already leaked on Twitter. Like the Illuminati scene's already out on Twitter. And I was like, dang it. It's like, we can't like, I'm already so dreadful for Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars because I know those moments are inevitably going to happen. But even then, just still seeing the reaction that everybody had. And then now the reactions everyone has had since to him has just been wild to see. Well, perhaps Doctor Strange and, and a lot of the Phase 4 projects were the sacrificial spoiler lambs because they had to adjust to having editors and all this stuff not working within the literal Marvel Studios facilities and people working from home. So now that we get to Kang Dynasty, they, they're going to tighten the ship and keep them spoilers a little bit more of a secret going forward. I hope, I hope, I hope. I, I hope so. I hope so. It's, anyway. it's just like, you know, as Cap says, just have patience because it's more fun <laughs> yeah. to learn in the theater. All right, Aaron, what do you got? Number five. Okay, number five. I'm taking us to October, so very, very recently. But uh, Harrison Ford is the new Thunderbolt Ross. Or, and yeah, and that was almost announced at D23, but not really. Uh, there was some reports that maybe Lucasfilm didn't want them trotting him out there as, as an announcement for them because of Indiana Jones 5. But still awesome. Still kind of crazy that this is going to even happen. Uh, well, we all have made so many jokes about the press tour. It's going to be a delight. I fear for, for young Brandon's life if he's the one who has to do that. I don't know who, who which one of us is going to get sacrificed. Uh, Jim Viscardi is going to tie us to some steaks and <laughs> feed, us to, feed us to him, but that's okay. How do you guys, are you guys excited about uh, possible Red Hulk? Brandon asking Nate Moore, the Nate Moore trying to burrow under the under the hotel where we were, trying not to answer that in front of us. We are entering such an exciting era with the Harrison Ford in Marvel. I can't wait. It's I like that it's coming after he's saying goodbye to Indy. Uh, it's it's going to be so marvelous. Also, I love the the idea of because I think that probably the only human being on Earth who could walk up to Kevin Feige and say you cannot do that is Kathleen Kennedy. Like I, I and I love the just thinking about that Kathleen Kennedy being like, "Sorry, Kev, he's mine today." ultimately i'm glad that they didn't announce it at d23 because then like we we would have not really cared as much about like the leader coming back like and all of the the things that we did get from d23 it is still so wild to me that this man agreed to do a superhero movie um i still just every so often i think about like oh my god if him and tatiana maslany or him and mark ruffalo or him and Liv tyler share a scene together like it the chemistry is just gonna be off the charts it's gonna be so much fun to see i for Jim Scardi to be the person himself who talks to Harrison Ford about Red Hulk I, know that be I feel like that would just be absolute chaos and it would be so much fun to see oh my god Jim Scardi in there Harrison um, tell me how, what do you think about Moon Knight uh, I personally think they should have I, I would have loved to have that announcement at D23 I think that would have been really cool if they walked on stage and it was a complete surprise rather than kind of just coming out through a report later I, I love a big announcement and uh, I love when these things become a big spectacle with a crowd and then all the, all the Twitter sphere goes crazy at the same time. Uh, but it, it worked out. I mean, we, what matters is that he's in it. Very cool. Yeah. Very so cool. I was in the audience. I certainly would have loved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right. My number four, Spider-Man freshman year. This one is on like a bit of a saga here. So uh, Spider-Man freshman year was announced. I don't remember when it was announced. It wasn't announced this year. It was announced before this year. But at uh, San Diego Comic-Con, they started, you know, rolling out all these characters. 
Amadeus Cho is going to be in it. Norman Osborn is going to be in it. Daredevil's going to be in it. Voiced by Charlie Cox. Doctor Strange is going to be in it. Peter Parker, this, that, who? Uh, so it was, it was, uh, now I think they've, they've got all new writers on Spider-Man freshman year. And then they're billing this as like, it's MCU canon. Marvel animation is MCU canon. Marvel animation is MCU canon. Nothing so far has been MCU canon for Marvel animation. It's been at least in the multiverse. And yes, I know MCU canon. No, MCU is like the main timeline. You start calling it the MCM if you want Marvel Cinematic Multiverse. But all these animated shows have not been a part of the main universe and timeline yet. So, you know, we had Brad Winderbaum on the Phase Zero channel for an interview, uh, which you can go watch in our videos tab. If you're subscribed and you're a legend, then you probably already have. Either way, I still think you're all legends. And I asked him, you know, Spider-Man freshman year, Canon, like, what's going on? What is this? So it's, it's, a, it's a new universe. What if Norman Osborn showed up at Peter Parker's house instead of Tony Stark? So I just find those sorts of things to be interesting. I think Spider-Man freshman year still could be very interesting. I think phase zero needs to start showing animation a little bit more love. Uh, I love animated projects, but the MCU ones just haven't been my favorite. I'm not a huge fan of a franchise using do a franchise, establishing a whole canon in one medium and then switching to another medium. I, th I always think that's kind of weird. Like I think the boys is getting, or the boys already did animation. Uh, something else I just watched just announced it's getting an anime. And I was like, well, I don't know if I need that, but it's not because I don't like anime. I just like, if I want if I watch an anime, I want to watch it all in anime. If I watch a live action, I want to watch it all in live action. But Spider-Man freshman year sounds interesting. It's not part of the main MCU timeline. It's just a saga that I have found interesting to follow. And uh, I wanted to include it as part of the year. Very exciting stuff. Also very questionable. What is going on here moments? I want to know. I really like this MCM. Did you just make that up or did I miss some kind of meeting among fans where we were, where we <laughs> I know. decided we're going to use that? Uh, that just kind of like happened. It. That's just okay. I think, it's all yours. You know, uh, I, I think that uh, it has the, uh, uh, there's a chance that it could be confused with Man Crush Monday, but <laughs> I think that if we push it hard enough, it could overtake that i'm into it <laughs> that's true i mean it could just be both sometimes it could just be both sometimes so i am i am stupidly excited for freshman year i love that they're doing like a very alex toth super friends space ghost kind of animation style i think this show has the potential to be really special it's just funny how we're so far out from even seeing it and all of these questions about whether or not it's canon and all of that stuff are like dominating but i feel like once the show comes out it will hopefully be so special that like people will just not care about that and will hopefully just enjoy it. But we'll see. It's been a tumultuous experience following the people who helped create this show on yeah. social media. And I hope they're all doing okay because it sounds like there's just as much like confusion going on over there with them as we are right now. And that probably should not be the case, but I'm glad that it's going to exist and it's still going forward. And, you know, uh, everybody in our that follows us or in the community is still chasing that spectacular Spider-Man high. And I hope y'all find it. <laughs> I hope y'all can get there one day, you know? Yeah, I guess uh, my number four is that, uh, let's go to there. Um, that is, oh, not even close. Oh my God, you guys. Brett Goldstein as Hercules in the end credit scene 
of Thor Love and Thunder. Say what you will about this movie. Uh, I have negative things to say about this movie, but one thing I do not have to say was my favorite part of the movie, which was this reveal. I, I can't believe this didn't get spoiled for me. Um, I just, I lit, I literally screamed because I love that man. He's so hot and they're using him in the cor such correct way by making him Hercules. I'll just, uh, that was the in theater moment this year, I think that I freaked out the most uh so uh it had to be on my list he's here he's there he's every effing where <laughs> or as jenna would say i was hoping we were not bringing that up again um i i will say this post-credit scene is like one of the highlights of the movie for me because i had not fan cast him as hercules by any stretch of the imagination i had had like half a dozen other people in my mind but the more that i thought about it he's he's perfect like and i i want to see more of him i i don't like that we haven't really confirmed where he's going to be next because i feel like there's so many places he could go and it's i just want to see him in she hulk i want to see the two of them so badly because their romance in the comics is so much fun and i feel like it hung those two people act that on screen everybody would lose their minds so i'm very excited that he's in the mcu it is very hype but i share jenna's concern of like what where is the boy going to show up next i have no clue it's nice not to know i suppose but also i'm like ah oh, that was cool but i have no idea what i'm gonna see i have yet. that question by everybody now <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know where i'm gonna see any of these characters again when are the eternals showing up again i was just about to say I the entire really cast of eternals <laughs> Uh, just show me Makari and Druig. You can keep the rest of them. That Kingo's pretty cool, too. Athena's kind of cool, too. I mean, most of them are kind of cool, but I just don't know where the hell we're going to see them. <laughs> where are we going to see Shang-Chi again? Where's Spider-Man? I don't I didn't know. Didn't Simu well, answer you, that question? You see Shang-Chi so much. You see yeah. Shang-Chi more than most of us, Brandon. <laughs> and, and, and he's tired of me. <laughs> All right, all right. We got to keep moving. We're falling behind on time here. So, uh, speaking of She-Hulk, I can't not include She-Hulk in some sort of capacity. Um, my number four, even though this is much close, much higher if I was going off of my own personal excitement, is Kevin and Jen breaking the fourth wall in the entire third act of the finale. Um, I still... Watching this at two in the morning, the day that the episode aired, I lost my mind. I was so happy that we finally got as this kind of crazy fourth wall break that she is so known for doing in the comics and that they did it in this way that is uniquely MCU, but still so fitting for her. I know we haven't really talked about it on the show, but just the implications of Kevin existing are also endlessly delightful for me. I love it so much. I need like the Kevin baseball cap to be a thing that they sell because I would wear that all the time. Um, I was just so happy that this existed. Also, shout out to Madison, who is the <laughs> biggest like runaway breakout star of the MCU this year. We are all so that Madison exists. Like the character, Patty Guggenheim absolutely killed it. I've said it before and I'll say it again. This is the best finale of any Marvel show. And uh, I, I honestly, I don't think it's even close. I stand by it and I agree that it should be on this list. Kevin Feige should have played Kevin. <laughs> But I kind of love that he didn't. I don't know. It would have been a little too much. I, I like 
having spe- having spoken to the VFX people on the show, like I spoke to the people who helped design Kevin and like the amount of thought that they put into his gestures and his hand movements, like they watched old San Diego clips of how he holds his hands when he's giving presentations <laughs> and that <laughs> affected Kevin and just the amount of thought that went into it. And also they, they said like the entire time they were working on the show, every time they brought on a new person and they had to explain to them that they were making Kevin, the absolute bewilderment that all of them had was so great. So I just, I cannot believe that this exists in the MCU. Like I, I'm still just floored that it even happened. Shout out to Jessica Gal for coming in here and breaking it all down for us yeah. live too, because that was amazing. Hearing her be like, "We tried, we really did," and then he just shut it down. He yeah. was like, "Not about <laughs> it at all." Um, so yeah, that was amazing. I definitely remember like watching this in bed and having to like shush myself because I was like, "Oh my god, what?" You know, when the Disney Plus. Uh, screen popped up and being like, oh, we're going off into weird zone. Let's go. I've been waiting for weird zone. It's been, <laughs> it's been so long. So I, I hope that so we can get another moment in a finale that's as exciting as this, but it can't be this again, unfortunately, unless it's in Deadpool 3. Uh-huh. And she and then she calls him out. Then I, we can do it again. Do you remember Jessica Gao almost quit over the hat? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was going to quit the show if they didn't let her put the hat on Kevin. Yeah. If y'all haven't listened to that Jessica Gao episode of Phase Zero, that is one of the best episodes of the year, hands down. She was a fantastic guest. And it was the same, that was the same episode we had Michael Cicchino on, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was a good episode. Ooh. What a year. What a year. All right, Aaron, here's your number four. By the way, everybody oh. in the rankings, these aren't like this is just kind of like they're numbered, but it's just kind of like one. There's kind of a, I didn't rank mine in any particular way. They're just kind of like five great moments, at least yeah. for me. So. Mine are ranked for the record. Wow. Uh, mine are not. <laughs> Jamie, oh, just going off script. Uh, uh, so, over the rest of us. Brandon's got rankings in my brain now. It's all I know. Oh, I don't know no. anything else. So sorry. <laughs> my number four is oh, oh, we can all agree that it deserves to be in this top five is that Bad Buddy's going to be El Muerto. And El Muerto's going to get a movie. And that is wild. There he is. Yes. Richard, yes. Uh, <laughs> See, the thing is, there's going to be life before El Muerto and life yeah. after El Muerto. Like, that's going to be how we rank life going forward. Oh, man. What? They're going to have to rename the Sony universe, like, the El Muerto Cinematic Universe. Like, that's oh, yeah. the point that we're at. Like it's the yeah. EMCU. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my God. <laughs> El Muerto Supremacy. This, I can already see myself attending the re-release. <laughs> we'll, we'll touch on that. We'll get to that. I still, <laughs> I feel like this movie could be amazing. Like it is still one of the weirdest possible implications of a Sony Spider-Man character getting in their own movie. And so, and it's also, El Muerto has no comic appearances whatsoever. Like Chris caught up on all of his comic tenure in a single evening, like literally the night that this was announced. Like you can, you can conceivably make an interesting movie with no ties to Spider-Man and just Bad Bunny and just wrestling. So I weirdly have hope. I'm very curious to see what this actually looks like. Cause I feel like it'd be some kind of fun. When this ends with a disco Latin ballad with him and Donald Glover singing to each other, y'all gonna have a different tune in. Mm. Yeah. I think Bad Bunny is one of the most talented people in the world right now. I think he he he's taking F5s from Brock Lesnar. He's going face-to-face with Brad Pitt on a bullet train, one of my favorite movies of the year. He's a great, talented musician. I love his music. 
that said, listen, I don't know about El Muerto. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's good. You you all know I gave Morbius every chance in the world. That Morbius was at towards the top of my hype rankings. At least I it was towards the top, but it was higher than everybody else's. I was I was given I give these movies a shot. Uh, and I, I will die on the sword, but I've been burned so many times. So we'll see. We'll see. I love Bad Bunny, though, and I hope it's good. And I hope that, that they do a whole cinematic universe where Bad Bunny just plays every main character. <laughs> the whole thing. All right. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. My number three. My number three. Fantastic Four. It was originally supposed to be directed by John Watts, wasn't it? Psych! He's directing Star Wars The Skeleton Crew coming soon to Disney+. Plus. Now, Fantastic Four will be directed by none other than WandaFishens, Matt Shackman, friend of the show, one of our first big guests that we ever had, one of the first big directors we ever had on Phase Zero. Shout out to the Shack House. Uh, I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that even means. Dude. Shout out to Matt Shackman. We love him. Uh, so he did WandaVision. He is now, listen, it's been a long ass year, people. We're all swimming. We're all swimming. Okay. Uh, he did WandaVision. I hope Fantastic Four does not have Ralph Boner in it. I don't think that was him or Jack Schaefer's fault. Also, friend of the show. Uh, it's being written by who? Jeff Kaplan and Ian Springer. We did a whole episode breaking down who they are. They did a couple of silly rom coms. Looks pretty wild. Uh, I don't know what the duck is going on with this movie anymore. I'm tired of talking about fan casting, so I refuse to let it happen <laughs> for the next two minutes. But what do y'all think? Shackman, Fantastic Four, it all going to be good? The man who made WandaVision? I'm satisfied. Gets to work with I that aerospace engineer. I stupidly have hope now that like this movie will lean into the 1960s vibe of the Fantastic Four, like you know, how well he did all of the different eras in WandaVision. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. I hope by this time next year, when we are doing our like best 2023 moments, it includes the Fantastic Four cast. Because if we <laughs> if we still don't know who are playing all four of those people by the end of next year, <sighs> I'm going to lose my mind. Guarantee it. <laughs> it's slated for late 2024, right? November 2024 is when this drops. Yeah. Hypothetically. Yeah, well, who knows? Who knows? Anyway, the the announcement of Shackman being the director was so strange, too, because it became a rumor and then like reliable sources dropped it. And then at D23, he was just in the crowd. And Kevin Foggy was like, oh, yeah, by the way, Fantastic Four. See that dude? The white man <laughs> in the crowd right there? That dude, that guy looks like everybody else. He's directing Fantastic Four. It was, and he stood up. Oh, hi. Man, I'm Jesus. I'm just I need to take a breath. <laughs> I'm with I'm with Jay, I'm with Jamie and Jenna. Like I am fully on board, but also, dear Lord, help us if we get to the wrap up 2023 MCU review and we do not have a cast for this movie. I love all of you in the community. I love everybody, but I will I will ooze into the ground if you don't just give us who are going to play these characters because the fans just want to know. They just want to know. Please let them know so that I'm we may so, rest. Yeah. We're so tired Over of fan casting. Yeah. We're so tired. But yes, Matt Shackman seems like a good dude in our experience. He's directed Fantastic Four, and that's exciting. All right, we're moving. Um, my number three. Um, I couldn't not include Tim Roth's return as Emil Blonsky, Abomination. You guys know how I feel about Tim Roth. My mom sent me a Tarantino blanket yesterday and I was like, Tim Roth, Tim Roth. He's all over this guy. Um, I just love that man. Uh, you guys also know I'm not much of a Funko person, but I really want his Funko where he's just like a little abomination wearing his retreat clothes. because That's the cutest thing I've ever seen. Love this man. Not only did he return, but I got to interview him and it was 
was amazing. I can't believe it still that I got to talk to this man this year. Um, I just deeply love him and I love the direction they took this character. Uh, I think it is so funny and so great. And he's just such a juicy performer and I love him. <laughs> Jamie is all seven of the soulmates. he was so good he was just absolutely delightful and i also loved the subsequent discourse of like why is he being funny why does he have seven soulmates why is he focused on haikus it's just like let the character breathe this like we haven't seen this guy in like over a decade he's into some new things now and it's absolutely delightful so i i loved it so much I wanted an extended cut of his ridiculous men's retreat speech that he was going to give them because it was absolutely <laughs> pitch perfect strange on the nose. And, and also, I feel like we still might see more of him. I, I hope that we get to see him. He's out. He's with Wong. Him and Madison, they're all watching The Sopranos or something right now. So we add him to the list of people we don't know when we're going to see them again. So it was so awesome. If it's a character in the MCU, and the we pretty much don't know whether we're going to see them again unless they have a movie announced right now, and most of them don't. I'm tired. I'm tired. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick one minute break. When we come back, we have two more in round three, and then two of the top. Two. I don't know. We got a bunch more to talk about from 2022. We'll see you in a minute. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the season two finale of phase zero. It is the most marvelous moments of the year. And we are on to Jenna's third Jenna. So next on my list is special presentations, just the entire concept of special presentations. Um, we we knew that they were in the works, but this year at D23, we got the branding of what they're going to look like. And then we got Werewolf by Night and the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Um, I am still so happy with this concept. I think these two that we've gotten so far absolutely knocked it out of the park. Werewolf by Night gave us a bunch of new characters that we had not seen in the franchise before and a corner of the franchise that we really had not seen before. It still effectively gave us Man-Thing and Jack Russell and Elsa Bloodstone all in one sitting and made us fall in love with all of them in the span of less than an hour. And my, Michael Giacchino just absolutely killed it. I still cannot believe this exists in the MCU. And then we got the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. I'm wearing a Guardians holiday sweater to mark the occasion um it was just so delightful it's just so absolutely rewatchable we got kevin bacon in the mcu now we got the key information of uh mantis mantis and peter's family relationship we got all of these things that are going to make volume three even more special which is exactly the kind of storytelling that like a one-shot comic really translates and it's really awesome to see that now make its way into live action so i hope we get more next year i hope we keep getting these forever because i feel like this is the perfect like kind of sweet spot for a lot of storytelling in the MCU. Have to agree. Love the special presentation format. I think you nailed it. Man thing. That's I all know. I'm saying. Man Live thing. action. Like like practical. Perfect. That thing was really there on set. They did a brilliant job. Yeah. And the Guardians holiday special, man. I love the Guardians of the Galaxy. This felt like the closest thing to like movie quality as promised on Disney Plus 
that uh, we've got so far. And that's not even a jab at the rest of the projects. I think a lot of them have been really, really good. This just feels like the most complete in terms of quality cast, characters, effects. It just felt like movie quality on my TV screen at home. And I thought that was cool. You're an actor? Like, oh, it's so funny. Like, it's so We funny. hate you. <laughs> <laughs> it was delightful. And World Find Out Night is one of the most completely different things. Like, as a whole phase of every single project is wildly, wildly different from each other, it is the most different of all of them, for sure. So, uh, special presentations. Also, shout out to, uh, you know, Michael Giacchino for being in the episode Jessica Gao, too. And... He must have loved CBS special presentations as a child because in the time I spent down the Paramount uh, stacks, that is the exact same thing as our intro. God bless. It's so cool. <laughs> All right, Aaron, what's your number three here? Okay. So I'm going to make sure I can count because I had problems with that when we did the ranking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. my Oh, my man. Killmonger showing up at Wakanda Forever's ancestral play scene. So we saw him on the red carpet, me and Brandon uh, and Ariel and Ash Crosso from E.T. And he strolled by in all this yellow. And I was like, who is this man? Who is this man looking like Dick Tracy? And then it was like, oh, my God, that's Michael B. Jordan. Um, and that should have been a clue that he was going to pop up. But the surprise in the theater screening when he like turns in that chair is just great. And it's nice to see him again. I feel like we'll see him some more. I feel like. It's almost an absolute lock that he's going to be back for Secret Wars. Um, heck, they said when we interviewed the What If people that he was so down to voice the characters, we might get another Killmonger next season of What If too. So it's just fun to have him back. And shout out also, if since we're talking about Wakanda Forever, Angela Bassett and Denai Guerrero, uh, so, so good. We're pulling for them for uh, Oscars, um, especially Angela, like it, tremendous we don't know when that Aquarius series is is out I'm giving Brandon Davis an idea we need to like my other wheel we need to buy another wheel from Michaels <laughs> and just spin the wheel and be like where you gonna see this character next <laughs> we can fill a whole hour and a half so it was fun it was a good time you guys like Killmonger being back it's my favorite part of the movie, and not just because I love seeing his him inside my eyeballs because he's aesthetically pleasing, <laughs> but just from a storytelling oh. standpoint, for Shuri's journey, I I really loved that choice. It didn't feel like it's like how do we squeeze him into this movie? I thought it was like beautifully executed. Um, also, I want to say that at one point on the show, I said I didn't think Angela was going to be nominated, and now I think she is such a lock to not only be nominated, but could very well win. I've come so, I've done such a 180 on that. Uh, I think that that's happening for sure. I mean, she put, I, I said this on the show before, single best performance in the MCU, I think, in that scene. You know, best acted scene. I thought that was brilliant. Oh, 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 oh it's a little contest from Jamie, a little contest, but that's okay. That's what we do here. Uh, yeah, Killmonger being in Wakanda Forever is great, though, and the way that wove into the story was really seamless. It made a lot of sense for Shuri, and uh, it was just a great callback to the first one. I, I dug it. I dug it. It was a good surprise. I agree. I think it was so beautiful, and I think it, it helped take Shuri into this place that was kind of more comic accurate to how she was originally portrayed in the comics, but wasn't something we would have expected to get initially when she started out in the MCU, and just ha the, the profoundness of that moment was just absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. 
All right, we're going to keep it moving here because we got more ground to cover. We're in our top two, basically. Whether they're ranked or not, whatever, they're still really exciting moments from 2022. And then we have some awards to give out, some more things to just shout out and have a fun time and wrap up the year. My number two, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, the trailers. Uh, both the Comic-Con trailer, which uh, unfortunately for everybody, I, I am like the only person who's able to see because they won't freaking release it online, uh, which I think was better than the also excellent trailer that was released publicly online recently uh it's clear that these trailers are showing us like this is actually the beginning of the end for the guardians this movie's gonna have so much heart it's gonna have like rocket's backstory we got baby rocket both in leaked form all over tiktok and in the trailer itself thank god we finally got it in hd and we can stop acting like we don't look at anything that's online <laughs> uh, in, in potato quality uh but yeah these guardians of the galaxy trailers for me uh, it's my most spoiler alert but it is definitely probably my most anticipated movie from next year from phase five up until Kang dynasty. This is probably number one for me and I don't think it's really close and I'm very excited for quantum mania, but these are just top of the list. So uh, yeah, the guardians trailers just, they were it for me. They were great. Agreed. Looks great. <laughs> this is yeah. like an endurance test to like watch it on mute and still try to not cry. <laughs> like even just watching this just on silent. I'm just, uh, I'm not ready. I am not ready at all, but I am also so ready. It's going to be so painful. They're all mad dog. <laughs> and with that, I have nothing to say. I want that it. <laughs> Jamie, say something happy. Uh, is it my number two? Uh, yes. Should we just move on? Yeah. <laughs> um, my number two is uh, all of these Coven of Chaos casting announcements that keep coming out. Are you kidding me? First, it was just like Emma Caulfield's coming back, which, as you know, Buffy's my favorite show of all time. So to see her again is fantastic. And then Aubrey Plaza, I still can't believe it. And then after our show last week, we get freaking patty lapone um i'm a big musical theater kid i love patty lapone one of the last things i did before the pandemic shut down was see her on broadway in company uh i got to meet her uh at the stage door it was amazing i cannot believe how this like if elizabeth olsen's in this show i'm gonna die i'm gonna literally <laughs> fall down and die but even if she's not it's still uh, gonna be one of the best things that's ever happened to me and there's other this. people too, you know, uh, and Joe Locke, a lot of other cool casting, but the, but the way, but I'm about the women, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I love this for two reasons. One, because of how much Jamie loves it. And two, because I love Dwight Lotus and I can't wait to see Aubrey Plaza again. Yes. After that. Also like Eric Andre is apparently in this show, which right. like Eric Andre in the MCU, it's such a wonderful phrase. I, whatever he is playing is going to be amazing. Like I cannot wait this cast should not be as good as it is. Like just this many talented people in one show shouldn't be allowed. But the fact that we're going to have it is absolutely awesome. So Shears Amada, like it's just insane. Like goodness. Is this supposed to release in 2023? Uh, they're filming it now. I wouldn't yeah, be surprised if it was like Halloween time, October time, but, no. but that's just a guess. So I don't, we don't know. We don't know anything. Well, we don't know anything. Yeah. Daredevil is about to take up like a third of 2024 <laughs> on Disney Plus. So like, they got to get this out. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. What do we got? Jenna's number two. Yeah. 
Yes. So um, remember when everyone memed so hard that Sony re-released Morbius again? <laughs> um, I just had to I had to acknowledge this because it is still one of the most baffling things I have ever seen in this industry. And just as a fan of superhero media, um, I remember being on staff and seeing tweets that were like, oh, my God, I think they're re-releasing Morbius. I think they're putting it in 2000 screens again this weekend. And I was like, there is no way. And then they confirmed it and I had to write it up. And it was just endlessly delightful um the quality of the movie still leaves something to be desired i still <laughs> the movie is generous morbius is a crazy thing for me this year literally i watched the movie as my twitter account was getting hacked and i had to go leave to deal with my twitter being hacked while matt smith was dancing so i suppose i supposedly missed the best part of the movie while i was doing oh that's that. why you didn't like it that explains oh, it yeah that's, that's why you didn't like it it was like afterwards everyone was like yeah you know when matt smith was dancing and i'm like i have no idea what you're talking about i had to go leave and, like deal with stuff um i but the memes around this movie and the both genuine and ingenuine love for it shout out to the morbius discord which sony puts together which then just became one of the most chaotic wonderful places on the internet of just people <laughs> sharing their love for morbius i will look at it every now and then and just be endlessly happy um but yeah just sony listens to the memes i guess and we made this movie live on because of the memes and now i still will be shocked if kevin doesn't find me to make this morbid time happen in secret wars because i think if if he has some sort of self-awareness, he could try to make that happen and it would just set the internet on fire. I'm with Layla. And we failed twice section. and it's hilarious. It's yeah. So funny. <laughs> yeah. It's so yeah. funny. I'm glad you included it because a movie doesn't have to be good to bring joy. And watching it flop twice brought some joy. Wow. <laughs> I'm Listen. with Layla. Audrey Arjona is my wife, same mm-hmm. Layla, and she finally got her dub with being a part of Andor. So mm. So good. Yeah. Pour out one neon blue Capri Sun. <laughs> <laughs> and that is more time than we should have spent on Morbius. <laughs> it had to be acknowledged. I think it's yes. that's a, that was one of the biggest moments of the year. Did they sc- do something at Comic Con too? Yeah, they like they just had a room that was screening movies all weekend, and like one of them was Morbius, and so everyone was like, "Oh, oh my God, Morbius oh, gets the like, oh, Comic Con oh. screening." Also, like, <laughs> shout out to Jared Leto for being in on the joke at a certain point. Of like, I remember I was like out going to a concert, and I look at my phone and I see Jared Leto tweeting a video of him reading a "It's Morbin Time" script, and I was just like, "I this this entire joke is just gone way too far," and that's what makes it so wonderful. Is it's just ridiculous. That guy, he's such a joker. <laughs> <laughs> I left, BD. I thank got you. through. Thank you. Thank you. Thank off. you so much. Thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs> My number two um, is Armor Wars being turned into a movie because despite all the chatter about all these other projects getting announced, we were just sitting there like, where's Don Cheadle? And there he is. He's talking to Brandon Davis. Uh, but I don't understand how we got here. This this basically opened the door to all the other restructuring rumors of this thing is getting turned into a special presentation. This thing is going to be a movie now. This thing is that we're we're just throwing stuff out. But it's ha- I'm happy that he's going to get his movie and that they felt like it was a big enough story that it needed the extra runtime, like the condensed runtime and the extra budget to tell the story that they were going to tell. Also, Secret Invasion leading right into this. Lynn's Secret Evasion a little bit more weight, although we're all excited for that already. Um, so you guys are ex- you guys excited to see what they're cooking with Armor Wars? I'm you so didn't happy say for the Don. line. 
You didn't say the joke. <laughs> BD literally had BD, it in the BD says the joke. I feel like he doesn't. <laughs> I stepping on his toes. <laughs> what joke? You got to leave me. The Don Cheetah walk down on stage and boom, you looking for this? Yes. <laughs> I hate it. The monkey danced. I did it. <laughs> say the line, Bart. Say the line. Uh, yes, exactly. Um, two things. I love that they did this because, I, like, I know we've said on this show, certain projects and certain stories are better told in different mediums. And I know we've said, like, Falcon and Winter Soldier could have probably been a really, really good movie. And it, and instead, it was a Disney Plus series that, despite all of its good parts, people still got kind of tired with. So I think having Armor Wars um, be a movie and be able to have the budget and the, like, quickness of its story, I think is really great also i will say to the chat i'm not shouting out jared leto i don't like jared leto the only the best thing he did this year was the joke in knives out or in glass onion about him i was just <laughs> shouting out the joke about morbius so yeah yeah <laughs> i saw a trigger warning yeah <laughs> understandable understandable yeah yeah i hope armor wars is good i hope it's a big old movie yeah. Sam Rockwell, give it to me. Yes. Sam Rockwell, the AI of Tony Stark, maybe. I don't really care. I just want our wars to be good. I, I hope Sharon is not the villain, though. I don't really care about <laughs> oh. the, the power broker. Oh. Whatever, man. <laughs> all, right. all right. We're all on to our top, uh, our number ones. This, for me, this is an actual number one story of the year. Uh, this is definitely the biggest story of the year. It is the, it is hands down the thing that got me most exciting i was sitting right here when i found out i thought it was fraudulent i thought it was a joke turns out it was true hugh jackman is returning as wolverine for deadpool 3 i love logan guess what i still love this news uh i think this is awesome news we finally will get hugh and ryan together in what seemed like an aviation gin ad, it turned out to be one of the most kind of surprising moments of the year or recent years with MCU news. Has everybody fired up kind of unanimously, uh, except people who don't want Logan to be altered. Hugh Jackman has since said it's not going to impact Logan. It's a, They have time travel devices. They have this, they have that. It's set before Logan, which I assume means it's in a different, it's in like a branch timeline before the events of Logan, which are not going to lead to the events of Logan. The thing I really hope from this is I've always wanted to see the OG X-Men characters share the screen with the OG Avengers actors. I really hope that that might happen in Secret Wars somehow. I know we'll never get a proper Avengers versus X-Men with Halle Berry and Hugh Jackman and James Marsden versus Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson and Chris Hemsworth. But if we can get close to it, I will be fired up. And this seems like a step in that direction. Deadpool 3. Hype is off the charts. You can also go listen to our Rob Liefeld bonus episode of Phase Zero. It's on all the podcast platforms. Uh, if there's ever a man who's hyped, it is Rob Liefeld. And you can you can feel it through your speakers uh, in that podcast episode. So, yeah, Hugh Jackman back as Wolverine is definitely my number one story of the year. And uh, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm still in disbelief. <laughs> that was a such a chaotic day on the news desk. Like nobody, we all figured it was going to eventually happen, but then just having it actually happen was, and in this sort of format where we thought it was an aviation gin ad or some sort of joke video. And then it's like, oh no, this is actually, and now everything is completely changed. Like still so wild. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Jim's party <laughs> just right. <laughs> 
Just running back and forth. So can someone confirm if this is real or not? And all of us just be like, I don't know. I have no idea. Nicole, like, just being like, oh, this is yeah. so wonderful. And Charlie you know the, just being you like, You know the huh? SpongeBob gif when, like, there are all the little SpongeBobs and they're in the brain and it's on fire? That was yes. the vibe on the news desk that day. It was yeah. it was something else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that they announced this instead of letting it leak. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. All right. Jamie, hit us with your top story of the year. Oh my God, it was that a moment. movie moment meets, uh, it's just like a two-parter. Uh, you could, come on, guys. Of course, it's going to be Wanda-related. Um, the Wanda being the villain in Doctor Strange 2 was like, a lot of stuff was spoiled about that movie, but I didn't see that one coming. I really didn't think she was going to be the villain, and I loved it. It was really true to comics, and also, I got to talk to her about it, uh, and that's why it's really number one, because I got to interview Elizabeth Olsen. <laughs> I got to... Um, uh, speak to her about Team Wanda forever, and it was amazing. Um, I know that some people don't like uh, that Wanda was bad. I know Nicole certainly hates it. Um, but for me, I think it was awesome for uh, for to the comics. I think it was awesome in terms of the fact that like it was the dark old. You can you can blame it on that. It wasn't just like they ruined Wanda's character development. I think it was all done really well. And it was awesome to see her be scary. It was like I just I could watch it every day. Uh, and uh, once again, let's talk about how I talked to Elizabeth. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> I still can't believe that happened for you. And I agree. Oh. Like the the swagger and just the the presence that she had in that movie was just like nothing else that we had seen in the MCU. Like it was it was so refreshing and it was so cool to see her eyes when you pulled out the vhs the yes. vhs it lives <laughs> in my brain i'm like yes. yes endorphins hooray um and also she's just a really terrifying villain and it's gonna make all of us feel so so nice when she hugs joe Locke in like four years <laughs> it's gonna be <laughs> we have black panther wakanda forever now we have jamie Girac wanda forever Yes. Oh. WCW Wanda Crush Wednesday. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. I love it. I love it. All right, let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. We got we got some more ground to cover. So my last top five. Um, I, I like that this is number one in the grand scheme of things because it was definitely the most surprising thing. Is um James Gunn's new job. He is now the co-CEO of DC Studios alongside Peter Safran. This was announced on October 26th. And so now this kind of very definitively ends his work with Marvel for now. So RIP to his jobs with Marvel from 2014 to 2023. Um, I had expected that after volume three, he would probably go do something else, even if it was just like independent movies forever, because like I didn't really see him. Um, directing another MCU movie or even like executive producing necessarily like after volume three, because it seemed like his story would be done at that point. But so now we get him taking what he learned at Marvel and what he has already shown with the suicide squad and peacemaker over to DC. And so I am so excited. I'm sad to see him go from Marvel. I do. I will always wonder what would have been if Marvel didn't fire him and rehire him and give him a chance to flirt with someone else and end up dating them. Uh, I think it's going to be a a huge W for DC in the long run. I hope, obviously, we've talked about this. We have plenty of reason to trust James Gunn's track record and Peter Safran's, but uh, him leaving Marvel feels crazy because I do remember there was all those conversations. He's going to, you know, he's supposed to be in charge of the cosmic stuff. I don't know if that stuff was ever true, but I remember there was the whole conversations online about James Gunn's going to oversee cosmic and do all this stuff after the Guardians movies. And now, after 2023, the man is out. He's fully DC. So good for DC. Good for Marvel to have had an epic trilogy with him. Hopefully, hopefully through volume three is great. It's like a bittersweet thing. It's the last day of, of summer camp. 
they're like, oh, I love all of you guys forever. It was so much fun. But also now uh, I'm going back to my house and, and we're not going to get to see each other for a second. So uh, hopefully things with DC solidify because it's a little bit, it's a little bit frenzied over there. But we still get at least one last go around with uh, ye old Guardians of the Galaxy, no matter how bad it's going to make us feel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. And All right. Congrats, Mr. Gunn, on the new job, Aaron. Okay. My number one, which probably won't shock you either, is the splitting what guitar coming out <laughs> of nowhere during Miss Marvel's finale and that freaking X-Men animated series theme being used there and in Doctor Strange 2 and all of us going, what in the world is going on? So you've got two mutants in the MCU now with Kamala and Namor and uh, it was wild. Brandon Davis waking up at whatever time in the morning and posting that video, I was like, what is happening? Like, what is going on? Like, I could not believe, I was like, not, once again, it's so funny that so much of this stuff leaks and then some of it just does not and you still get knocked on your butt. And I wish more of it was like that because it was such a crazy surprise. Yeah, imagine if they would have just played the uh, X-Men animated series theme song like when Namor said he was a mutant, like in the middle of that very <laughs> intense backstory moment. He was like, I was a mutant. And then, like that I mean, it would have took you out. It certainly would have took you out. But yeah, no, this is exciting stuff. That was it. You know what? Maybe, maybe I was too harsh on Miss Marvel in my rankings. Maybe I was too harsh on you. <laughs> I had to rewatch the scene like three times to really understand like, oh my God, they really did that. Like, cause I've also, I've heard the animated series theme so many times. I like almost didn't think anything of it. And then I had to go back and be like, oh my God, they really just did that. So, but it, it it, like matches the original intention that they had for Kamala. Like they would have made her a mutant if they had been able to when she was originally introduced in the comics. So as weird of a choice as it was, I'm very curious to see like where that story goes from here. Mm -mm -mm -mm. All right. Anybody else got anything they want to say about this before we do a quick, quick couple quick honorable mentions? Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, it's a <laughs> <laughs> uh, that I'll tell you what my goal. I hope there is one project that Jamie Driak writes the review for, and that is her <laughs> quote tweet, and, and that ends up on a DVD box next year. Because another <laughs> thing from this year we did not mention is Jenna Anderson's name being printed on the Doctor Strange of the Multiverse of Madness box. Yes. I just went into Best Buy the other day when I was Christmas shopping, and I saw the boxes there, and I flipped. I was Aww. like, Yo, this is insane it's just up here on the box right here walking into best buy that's jenna uh a couple I, other oh go ahead no every time i go into target i'm just like they don't know they don't know like i, I will just see the stack of it right there and it's like nobody around here is shopping in like the lego section knows like that's me it's just yeah, you, i personally think you should be able to take as many copies as you want and just walk out of the store i think that should be the rule I, if only <laughs> we'll get there next well, next time disney sends an email that says like hey is this quote approved for marketing we'll say on this condition <laughs> <laughs> i did get a copy in. signed by bruce campbell at san diego comic-con though so like that was awesome i still haven't had to buy the blu-ray because i have that copy from bruce campbell so that was already amazing what's happening right now why is everybody telling us um so they just tweeted out there's going to be a stan lee documentary on disney plus next year because today's his 100th birthday so they're they're announcing that as like a little celebration mm. and there's a trailer for the documentary so very cool stanley 100 years disney plus next year breaking news one last piece of news for 2022 all right a couple of shout outs real quick i want to 
uh, give to 2022. Jake Lockley being revealed at the end of Moon Knight was dope. That said, I think episode five of Moon Knight was even more exciting than anything in episode six. I think Moon Knight had some really awesome moments. Uh, Wonder Man is coming to the MCU. Destin Daniel Cretton is involved. Yaya Abdul-Mateen II is playing Wonder Woman. Uh, Wonder, Wonder Man. <laughs> we have would love to see that, though. <laughs> <laughs> who's playing Wonder Woman? Literally nobody knows at this point, but we do know who's playing Wonder Man. Uh, King Thanos is coming to Disneyland uh, at the Avengers Campus ride, the multiverse ride, and they showed concept art that had Daredevil, Captain Carter, Moon Knight, Iron Man, Spider-Man. Like It had everybody on it. She-Hulk. Uh, and that looks like a really cool ride, which seems like it's going to really tie everything together uh, better than the Spider-Man ride, which I'm not a huge fan of. I think anybody who's done that one agrees. It just makes your elbows sore. Uh, the Incredible Hulk is Cannon. Tim Blake Nelson is back as the leader like we touched on. Plus, She-Hulk made a joke about it uh, and said, you know, Hulk is literally a different person. And uh, Umbaku calling Okoye a bald-headed demon is probably the funniest moment in the entirety of the MCU this year. So I just had to shout that out. Winston Duke uh, needs to get even more love because he was underused in Wakanda Forever, which was still an excellent movie. A couple things I want to point out real quick before we get to the Golden Issue Award winners. I think it's awesome that we got to all interview kind of the, the peak people we wanted to interview. I got to talk to Simu at the Box Lunch event. Uh, Aaron talked to Kugler at Black Panther 2. Jenna talked to Tatiana after She-Hulk over Zoom, and Jenna talked to Elizabeth Olsen, as we showed here on the show today. But also, Jamie, completely unrelated to Phase Zero, uh, got to show her tattoo to Catherine Hahn of the Glass yeah. Onion premiere. And if you haven't watched Glass Onion yet, go do it on Netflix. But uh, it's just been a good year, and I'm happy about it. Happy to have had this year with you all. All right. Jenna, you have some golden issues to present. Yeah, so um, every year we hold the Golden Issue Award, which are basically the cookbook staff voting on what are our favorite things from the year. Not necessarily the best, but like what, we, what things we think are the personal favorites of the particular year. And so these span movies, TV, comics, anime, gaming, wrestling, like all of it is covered. Um, this is one of the projects that I work on as as part of my job on the news desk. Um, this is a thing that I mildly lose my mind about every year, but it is so fun. It's so worth it because we also get some really great pieces out of it. Um, Jamie will have one that's publishing pretty soon that I'm very excited for everybody to read. Um, but so we're going to announce two of the winners here on the show. Um, we're going to do best ongoing comic first, and then we're going to do best comic book movie. So best ongoing comic, the nominees were The Amazing Spider-Man by Zeb Wells and John Romita Jr., Once in Future by Kieran Gillen and Dan Mora, Place in Ivy by G. Willow Wilson and Marcio Takara, The Silver Coin by Michael Walsh, and X-Men Red by Al Ewing and Stefano Caselli. So the winner was Amazing Spider-Man. Um, so congrats to Zeb and John Romita Jr. Um, I have yet to read Amazing Spider-Man, but just based on Zeb's other work with Marvel and his work on She-Hulk, this seems like a very well-deserved win. Um, and then best comic book movie, we have The Batman, Black Adam, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and Werewolf by Night. And so the winner this year, even though this is a Marvel podcast, the winner is The Batman. So what do y'all think about that? What do y'all think about these two wins? I'm putting Wakanda Forever ahead of Batman, I'm not going to lie. Me but too. Batman is very good. I, I I don't I'm not mad that Batman won because it's like it is a very a cinematic experience, but I've still only seen it once. Uh and you know, uh I I, I but our I mean we're giving awards to our pets. My Twilight Heart is is screaming with joy. <laughs> Kofi tamper with the machines. The truth is out there. <laughs> Stop the count. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I love the Batman. The Mondo poster for it is literally on the other side of this room right now. I'm probably going to rewatch the movie again this weekend. So I think this one's deserved. I think the movie's great. But this was such a good year for comic book movies in particular. So I feel like any of these could have feasible one 
would have been deserved. So congrats to those winners. Congrats to the winners. Us Nashvillians had a terrible time watching the Batman. Because <laughs> I've heard, we yeah. Had, right. Have I told this story on the show before? No, I've heard it through other people on staff, but go on. <laughs> yeah, so there was about 12 of us who had to go see the Batman. And I had a trip booked to Denver for the weekend. It was February 12th to the 14th going to Denver. So Thursday, the 11th, Warner Brothers set us up a screening at the, at the local Regal here because we had the junket we were doing over Zoom on that Monday. So they set up the screening. They're like, all right, the screening starts at 5 p.m. It's a three-hour movie, right? So the screening starts at 5 p.m. So Chris Killian gets there about 4.15. I haven't even left the house yet. Chris lives a little bit further from the theater than me. He gets there early. And he's like, hey, man, uh, it seems to be an issue here. So I was like, okay. So I get over there about 4.40. And the movie theater employees are like, well, we had an issue downloading the movie. We're trying to re-download it now. Might just be a little while. Mind you, The Batman is a three-hour movie. That's a big old file. So they're like, I said, do you know how long it's going to take? And they said, we're not sure. How long do you have? And I was like, well, we have to see the movie. So, I mean, we'll wait a little bit. But granted, like a couple of people here have kids. We got to get home. You know, hopefully this works out. Can you figure it out? And they're like, we'll let you know. And I said, can you give us an estimate? No. They're like, all right. So we walk across the street. All of us go to Panera Bread. We're chilling. Plugged Panera Bread for free. Good job. Uh, <laughs> you, they didn't pay for that ad. So then, you know, 45 minutes go by. I walk back over to the theater. I was like, hey, guys, what's going on? You know, we want to know. So it's now like 545. They're like, uh, you know, what What time? Said, okay, so we will stay till 7. Do you think you can get it done by 7? And they're like, oh, we don't know. We don't know. So I call up Warner Brothers. I'm like, hey, guys, long story short, they forgot to download the movie. They tried to get it like they tried to get us out so they wouldn't have to stay late. It was very clear what was happening. They ended up downloading the movie and we sat there for three hours waiting for a three hour movie to start. There was no way I was going to have a 10 out of 10 experience watching that movie for the first time. And that was such a bummer. Still enjoyed the Batman quite a bit, but I do think it being a six hour endeavor hindered my experience. Uh, shout out to 2022. <laughs> The Nashville theater chains apparently use LimeWire. Golly. Yeah. I'm telling wow. you. <laughs> I can download an episode of Andor in 30 seconds. What do you mean? It was K. It, it, uh, it was K. It was K. Uh, to start next year, in January of 2023, we will have a 2023 preview show. We will have a 2023 Just for Jamie rankings show, hype rankings show. Uh, and we will have a special guest on our, on our show next week because her and I have an announcement to make. Uh, Marvel Studios Hall H host Ash Crossan from E.T. is going to be joining us to talk about 2023 with Marvel. But we also have something cool to announce here on the show that I hope you all will be interested and have fun with. Uh, and that's going to be a part of next week's show, the first show of season three and 2023. And uh, I really, I, I, some of my goals for next year are to do some more in-person events. I want the four of us to get together more than once. Uh, I'm hoping Comic-Con is an annual ordeal, but hopefully, you know, we can get together at different, uh, you know, Ant-Man or Guardians or whatever's going on. If we're able to snag four tickets, get us all together and do some live reactions and stuff. I hope to see more of that. And I also want to do more stuff. Uh, I see lots of calls for the trivia episode. <laughs> Where was the trivia love? It's our lowest rated episode ever. Uh -huh. And it was a lot of work to put together. So I do love the trivia episode, but it took me days to produce and nobody watched it. So <laughs> it's tough to justify the trivia episodes. Uh, but hopefully we can do another one of those. But I do want to get more stuff with the fans uh, interacting with some of the Marvel cinematic universe filmmakers and actors. That's another thing I want to do next year. Find a new way to do that. Trivia was great. Layla. I had so much fun with that. It's one of my favorite episodes we ever did. It's just tough when you got people like 
that spend their time in jail cells telling you, Hey, we got to spend our time doing productive things. Uh, but no, I'm just, I'm just messing. We'll figure out another trivia episode. I just got to find a way to make it more worthwhile and less time consuming to produce. Uh, but I hope, I hope 2023 is awesome. Any last words for 2022 on phase zero, Jamie, you're at the top of the screen. You know, speaking of rankings, Aaron and I ranked the likelihood of who would drop a certain uh, word bomb on this uh, <laughs> show. And so far it's going in the reverse order. Uh, of uh, what we uh, ranked. I, so, whoa, whoa. Who knows, man? I only said knows? half the word. I whispered it, okay? Listen, <laughs> I said, duh. You know? <laughs> I love it. Um, everyone what have a, a very safe and happy new year. Um, just, you know, make good choices. <laughs> yeah. I'm laughing because, like, I do don't, that. Like, if I make do good choices. Jamie wouldn't do. Don't do anything Jamie wouldn't do. <laughs> Big window. <laughs> Jenna, 2022 is goodbye. I love knowing that you guys like place bets on the rest of us. I'm like, <laughs> just my anxiety is through the roof right now no. about that. Um, I was trying to be on my best beha- behavior today, and I'm glad that Brandon um, kind of, you know, dwarfed my, like, my screw up last week a little bit. Um, go read some comics. I loved seeing all of the people who responded to me and showed me the nerdy things that they got for Christmas, whether they were comics or things related to comics. Um, just go read some comics. Have a happy new year. I am so excited for 2023. I feel like it's going to be great for all of us. Aaron. Well, we made it, y'all. Another one in the, another one in the can. Good job, everybody. I hope we get to see all of your uh, faces typing away on this keyboard when we get get back next year. Um, it's going to be an exciting year of Marvel content. And yes, I hope we do get to all see each other more than one time in 2023. <laughs> That's my goal yeah. is to see you guys in person. I hope all four of us get to go to Jamie's Halloween party next year. Yeah. I, I will. <laughs> we'll make plans for it because it was the one holdout this year. So. <laughs> no, thank you guys so much for a great year uh means a lot to be here at the end of the year with everybody and with this community like it's the it's the highlight of the week Re- i love talking to you guys i also love reading the comments and seeing people get excited reading the tweets like it's the same faces it's the same names we have gotten to know a lot of the community here a lot of the community has gotten to know each other they're taking it tr- i keep seeing the comments today i've seen this mm-hmm. on twitter they're taking a trip to california and disney in february Man, how I hope that lines up with the Ant-Man premiere or Junket so that I could be out there too. Uh, but th- that's the kind of stuff that it's, that's what we wanted to do when we started this show two years ago. And we're still figuring out, you know, we're learning as we go. But uh, it, it, I love this community. It's a great responsibility to, to represent you all and, and, and have fun asking, you know, celebrities questions, having conversations you all get to participate in. And Phase Zero is, is, is still hopefully just getting started. And hopefully 2023 is an epic, big, amazing year. And everybody gets to be involved and celebrate things we love. Uh, happy New Year, everybody. Happy holiday. Have a safe weekend. And we will see you next year. Stay tuned to the Twitter account because we have an epic poll coming up. You don't want to miss it. Subscribe to the channel. Happy New Year, everybody. Bye. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.